Welcome to the Christian Music Industry Podcast, powered by ChristianMusicMarketing.com. We are here to help Christian musicians, songwriters, and artists connect with one another, learn from one another, and to pull back the curtain to give you a behind-the-scenes look at the Christian music industry. Let's get started. Hey friends, welcome back to the Christian Music Industry Podcast. I'm your host, Wisdom Moon, and my co-host, Amanda Collier, is here. Hello. And we're really excited because uh, we've been just getting so much great feedback and even questions from you guys. And uh, it's been, you know, just great to hear from you know, podcast listeners. Because sometimes, you know, you do podcasts and you don't know who's listening. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like you can't put faces, you know, to them. Uh, so it's been really cool to be able to put faces and Instagram handles <laughs> to, <laughs> to some of the listeners. Um, so yeah, we're excited to continue the conversation. Yes. So, uh, if this is your first time listening to us, uh, bummer, but (laughs) (laughs) we have been talking about releasing music as a church. Um, I was trying to think of what we titled the past three. I know one of them was (laughs) building a firm foundation. Yeah. Um, was that the first one? Second one. Okay. The first one was... Oh, oh. You're putting me on the spot. <laughs> uh, it, it's been good. <laughs> something about getting off to a great start. Yes. yes. But we didn't title it that. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we're on uh, part four of this series, and we are talking about marketing your music. Um, as Wisdom mentioned, we'll be answering some questions that we have received because um, we've, yeah, we've received great feedback so far. So, um, okay, first question. Let's jump in. Uh, wisdom. When should churches start thinking about marketing their music? Uh, that's a really good question. So it's probably going to be earlier than most people think. I would recommend uh, really starting to think about marketing before you even start recording or even necess- like maybe even re- before you start writing the songs. Mm. Uh, so really the best time to start thinking about marketing your music is when you're budgeting for the project. Mm. And that's because I've talked to countless churches that will uh, reach out and say, hey, we have this you know, project coming up next month or whenever. Uh, we have a few hundred dollars. You know, what should we do? <laughs> because they didn't budget for it. Yeah. So most churches, you know, you have to submit a budget request and the you know financial board whoever approves the budget typically um some churches work a little differently but typically it's end of the year you know maybe around december you get approval for the new year mm-hmm. and so you want to budget for that and budget for marketing and producer expenses and all those things uh before the new year where you submit your budget for the whole year and a lot of times Uh, churches forget that marketing (laughs) is a thing (laughs) that you have to really consider and actually have a healthy budget for. Uh Um, We actually talked to a a Christian uh, college a couple months ago that reached out about marketing their project. They're looking at like starting to record their own music and stuff, but they reached out 
like a year and a half before <laughs> they're going to release their first project because their approval process is a lot longer. Yeah. You know, they have to get all the financials approved. So that's really when you should start thinking about marketing and really think about like, what do we need to budget for? And if you aren't sure, like if you have no clue, <laughs> a good rule of, rule of thumb is uh, really the same amount you're putting into production, you should put mm -hmm. into marketing. So if you had, let's say $10,000 as a budget for your project, 5,000 goes to your production, 5,000 goes to marketing. Mm -hmm. That's a very like straightforward way to look at it. But if you're interested in like, what are the marketing options out there, then you could reach out to us and we can talk you through that. Um, but in, as a general rule of thumb, that's a good way to start. It's 50-50. <laughs> so. so why, why, why is, why do you want your marketing budget to be half of? Because I would say. <laughs> just um, because, just do it. <laughs> no. uh, one, there are now over 100,000 songs being released every day. Mm -hmm. So if you don't have a budget and you're just releasing stuff, then you also, you get what you pay for. So yeah. you should expect the results that, you know, zero dollars yes. will produce. <laughs> um, if you are putting, you know, healthy budget towards production, you know, you really should value marketing just as much as production. And really, like, you do have to have a great quote unquote product, which mm -hmm. is the music, um, obviously. And if you don't have that, marketing isn't really gonna do much good. <laughs> right. So you have to make sure you have quality, you know, music and production, and it really is up to par with what's out there um, in your same kind of space. And then also, you know, you also, and this is without giving away like confidential information. Yeah. This is based on um, how a lot of other churches or labels, you know, movements uh, budget for and what they're spending on marketing. So if you're looking at, you know, X something worship movement or church and going, hey, I hear this a lot with from pastors. <laughs> hey, um, such and such church or, you know, insert blank, <laughs> fill in the blank <laughs> worship, <laughs> you know, artist name. Yeah. Uh, they're getting, you know, these numbers on, on week one of their release, mm -hmm. or they have these numbers on Instagram. Then what you can tell your pastor is, hey, they're spending this kind of money right. on marketing. Are yeah. you ready to invest, <laughs> you know, <laughs> the same amount? So, yeah, you have to think about like, you know, if you're really uh, looking at like, what are other people doing and how are they seeing traction um, in most cases than not, uh, they are putting in like serious investment into marketing the music. Yeah. Yeah. So, um so yeah, look, you do want to make sure you have ample time to get it approved so you know what you're working with as far as the marketing budget goes. Um, and then when you're writing and collaborating, you know, with your team and uh, really working through that whole process, you know, when you're in the studio, when you're working with the producer, you want to start capturing videos and photos because you want to have just plenty of content to work with. Mm -hmm. 
And uh, we've also worked with a lot of, you know, churches and artists that uh, will come to us for marketing. And then there's like zero content yeah. <laughs> around that. There's no photos. There's no videos. It's just, hey, here's the album cover. <laughs> right. And it's hard to like backtrack after that. Oh, yeah. Like, I mean, you might as well just do it in the process. Yeah. And you don't have to get like you're going to spend so much extra time going back yeah. to try and document things that you could have just been doing the entire time so yeah and i think you know just one very basic thing you should do is have a photo shoot mm. of the people that were involved with the project mm -hmm. uh, because there's something about people seeing faces of the people behind the music yeah. and with the church entity it's harder because you're not like an individual artist so you want to you know, really help people see the faces behind the music. Mm -hmm. And I think it really helps people connect with the music more. Um, so another thing, another way to think about it is documenting the process. So as you're writing, as you're collaborating, as you're rehearsing, you know, all those things, document uh, not just like what's going on, um, if you're doing a live project, what's going on on the stage, but also behind the scenes. Mm -hmm. And a good way, maybe like a creative way you can look at uh, documenting, which um, I don't know if I've seen like many churches do this or even artists for that matter. But you could start a podcast that is basically the whole purpose of it is to document your whole journey of releasing music as a church. Yeah, I, I feel like that could be a really fun and uh, interesting way for people to be able to go on this journey with you. Mm hmm. Yeah, I feel like truthfully for podcasting, you, I mean, I guess you kind of have to have a personality, but you also just have to like talk. Like, there, <laughs> yeah. like there's not, there's not a crazy amount to like, there doesn't have to be, you don't have to go through like what we are, like really seeing mm -hmm. music as a church or like have all of this, um, like information behind it. It yeah. can literally just be like a conversation or. Yeah. yeah. It's uh, a lot less pressure than like getting on front of a camera. Yes. And you can just, you know, get your team around the mic and have a conversation. Yeah, love and, it. And yeah, talk about your process. And uh, I think people really, you know, especially if you have a church that's like really behind the music, um, they're really fans of it, you know, um, that's a really good way to pull them in. And, you know, people that uh, you want to make sure that they get the vision yeah. for it. So yeah, that's really cool. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, that, that's a freebie idea for you. <laughs> we better see all of you churches creating music, <laughs> releasing podcasts as well. <laughs> and yeah, also here's a quick tip for podcasting. There's uh, now ways to do, like when I started podcasting, we have to pay for hosting the podcast mm -hmm. every month. Now there's like free yes. websites like anchor.fm. It's completely free. And you can release as many podcasts as you want. Just create like new accounts. So, yeah, it, it's a really great opportunity right now. Um, and it's so easy to do it. Yeah. So the other thing as far as like when to start thinking about marketing is once you start moving forward after picking your songs for whatever, you know, project you're doing, whether it's singles or EPs or album, um, once you pick out the actual songs that you're going to record, uh, that's when you should really start brainstorming content ideas mm -hmm. and really thinking through, okay, what should we do about uh, video content, you know, 
all the different elements of it. Yeah. So going off of that, you mentioned one like aspect of it. I feel like there are so many, but what kinds of content should churches be creating? All of them. (laughs) (laughs) All the things. Yes. (laughs) Uh, So one thing I would say a good place to start is think about who your audience is for the music. And I've consulted a lot of churches and uh, sometimes I'll talk to churches and in their mind initially the audience is like their church and people that love worship music Mm -hmm. and sometimes i think churches have to like shift that thinking a little bit to uh think about you know what would have the most impact and what would like what audience would your music be able to you know flow through to get to the masses Mm -hmm. so if you think about a worship music lover let's say somebody that listens to like listens to air one in the car or something i think (laughs) (laughs) i don't really listen to christian radio (laughs) i think i i don't remember what we were doing but i like turned on my car and air one is just on in my car and he's like (laughs) Wow, I've never like I haven't heard of this in so long. <laughs> yeah. and I'm like I feel very behind the times. <laughs> yeah, and if you think about one listener to like let's say a worship station or like a worship playlist or they just like worship music, that's one person you're influencing if you reach that person directly. But what if you could reach the worship leader of that person's church? Mm. Now you're reaching that potentially their whole church yeah. because that worship leader may introduce your song and then the whole church is singing it and familiar with it. So really, I think uh, depending on what your goal and your vision is for your music, if you are wanting other churches to sing your music, then I would really prioritize like reaching the worship leader versus the church attendee. Mm. Uh, so that's something to be thinking about while you're creating content is as a, you as the worship leader what kind of content do you find helpful yeah from uh, other you know churches and movements uh, to help you decide on like what songs to lead so if you go that route you want to think about resources so resources could be chord charts stems videos a podcast like we talked about um, and there's a lot of different types of videos and you, one, you know, no brainer would be like, if you're doing a live recording, you know, that video of the live performance of mm-hmm. the song, um, another type of video for a song could be an acoustic, like stripped down version of the song. Uh, one could be a lyric video. Uh, you'd be surprised how many churches still use like lyric videos yeah. <laughs> for like kids ministry or whatever, youth ministry or small group. Uh, and even actually in the Sunday morning service, smaller churches, you know, a lot of them will still use lyric videos. Uh, there's tutorial videos. I would say you know, tutorial videos, just like an acoustic tutorial video doesn't do as well. Like, uh, as far as engagement and like views go on YouTube. Mm-hmm. So if you're doing a tutorial video, I would get creative with it and try to show maybe like multiple instruments um, or do one that's uh, tied into more content than just watching somebody play on yeah. the guitar. Um, so that could include uh, sharing about like how to introduce that song to your congregation. And uh, I've done this 
uh, with just even like as a standalone video. Uh, I would take an artist and shoot a video that's maybe like one and a half minutes long and the artist or songwriter is talking about here's how I introduced the song at my church or here's how you you could introduce this song at your church and share like a scripture that's tied to that um so just like so easy like yeah. no you wouldn't even think that that's like a piece of content mm. you're like you should people should just know that but <laughs> people don't yeah. like, they they need that <laughs> yeah and you could even use it as like uh, almost like a way to pour into other worship leaders and encourage them, you mm -hmm. know, almost like a devotional type oh, video. Yeah. So, and yeah, there's a lot of other uh, types of content, but once you are thinking about and deciding on what types of resources you want to create, you also want to have a plan on how you'll provide those resources. Uh, are you going to try to provide them directly to churches and worship leaders? which is a lot harder to do yeah. or through a partner, which is a lot easier, <laughs> uh, like multi-tracks, you know, loop community, praise charts. And it's easier because they already have a system. They already have an audience. You know, uh, a lot of them have like really large email lists that they're always sending out new resources out to. Um, so rather than trying to reinvent the wheel, you know, could you partner with a multi-tracks or loop community or praise charts to provide your charts, your stems, you know, things like that. There's also sites for like even lyric videos that you can partner with um, instead of trying to build like a website where you're hosting all that stuff yourself. Because uh, also you don't have the traffic. Yeah. Uh, so you're having to try to push people to it versus uh, these sites already have the eyeballs and the traffic. So... I yeah. don't know why my brain went straight to like like a Google Drive. I'm like, oh. <laughs> yeah. Like, here's how I'm going to give this to you. I've <laughs> seen that. I've seen that. The website makes a lot more sense, but uh, I've literally seen multiple churches just share a link to Google Drive. <laughs> here's a folder That's of so a core chart. You know, a physical folder with papers. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so I would also encourage you as you're thinking about marketing to really think about your content and your marketing strategy in a long-term approach so ra rather than just saying like we're gonna pitch to some playlists we're gonna run some ads for a few weeks that those are very short-term things mm -hmm. and you'll see short-term results and some of it will convert to long-term hopefully but at christian music marketing our actual purpose uh that we uh, read um, as a team like every week is to empower Christian artists with the wisdom and insights they need to cultivate a passionate community that enables them to have a thriving music ministry. Mm. So really you want to ask yourself as a church, how can we cultivate a passionate community that enables us to have a thriving music ministry? So I'm not talking about like community as in like your local church mm -hmm. community, but more like a community around your music ministry Yeah, that goes beyond the church, your church walls. Mm -hmm. so. Yeah. So good. Uh, so actually next week uh, we're going to do like a part two about marketing. 
because there's a lot to cover and we are a marketing agency. So. Yes, we are. <laughs> um, but I did invite a good friend of mine. Her name's Morgan Hill, and she's the marketing director at Bethel Music. And we had a really great conversation about marketing ideas and content. And we actually both worked at Integrity Music um, and really focused a lot on um, church resources. And we were on the We Are Worship team as well. So We Are Worship was like our hub, mm-hmm. uh, kind of like a multi-tracks yep. where we we're providing resources and stuff. So I'm looking forward to sharing that. Yeah. she um, Her accent is absolutely incredible. <laughs> I just love it so much. <laughs> uh, cool. Great. Let's get into some listener questions and comments. Um, yeah. Like we said earlier, we've had a lot of feedback from this, which has been awesome. Um, But Justin wrote in and said, hey, Wisdom, listening to this week's podcast, coffee is actually mentioned in the Bible. There's a whole book about it. Hebrews. (laughs) (laughs) I thought that was pretty funny. I've never heard that before. (laughs) Really? Yeah. That's so funny. Uh, Okay. But he said, but He must have been a youth pastor or something. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, He said, but seriously, thank you for this series. We are considering playing worship outside the walls of the church this year and have written a few original songs. Great info and insights. Thank you, Justin. Yeah, also, awesome. thank you for making us laugh. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and for telling Wisdom a joke that he's never yeah, heard. Yeah. Wow. Um, you have teenagers. How do you not know that joke? Yeah, right? I don't know. But uh, what got, what's God's favorite vegetable? Oh, no. I don't know. Lettuce. Lettuce spray. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it just turned into a joke podcast. <laughs> Forget everything we said joke. prior to this. <laughs> Okay. Uh, Michael also um, wrote in and said, Hey, I just listened to your podcast regarding releasing music as a church. It was very insightful. I wanted to ask, is there a step-by-step process that you can explain on how to release music? I know you briefly discussed having paperwork done, but what type of paperwork and agreements need to be put in place? All right. So that's a loaded question because (laughs) there's a lot to this but i'm gonna try to just touch on the most important things real quick um so one i would as a church consider setting up a separate for-profit entity like a llc just for the music side of things there's a lot of different reasons for that um some churches do it that way some churches don't Mm -hmm. i don't think there's a right or wrong way it just depends on the context of your church so i would Talk to your accountant, your church accountant or attorney, um, and you know, see what their thoughts are on it. And really, the uh, paperwork for that, obviously, there's going to be you know, like if you do decide to set up as an LLC, there's paperwork that goes into that. You have to decide who the people like that are going to quote unquote own the mm. company are, and um, so yeah. We won't go into that whole topic today, but um, and then if your church uh, has decided to be the publisher for the songs, then the church has to register as a publisher with a PRO, which is a performance rights organization like BMI or ASCAP in the US. And then each songwriter has to register as a writer on BMI or ASCAP. Uh, so that's more paperwork. Yeah. <laughs> I don't really talk about paperwork because I don't like paperwork, that much. <laughs> but it's it is necessary. Um, next, uh, if 
you are able to find an administrator for your publishing, uh, which we talked about on the last episode, um, or if you're administering yourself. So if you have an, if you sign up with an administrator, administrator, that's paperwork, they're going to have you sign stuff as a church and for the songwriters. Mm-hmm. Um, and then if you are deciding to administer your publishing and your catalog yourself, then you, the church or yourself, you have to register also with the MLC, which is the Mechanical Licensing Collective. They're a nonprofit and also with Sound Exchange and also with CCLI. <laughs> so this is already a lot, I know. Uh, so actually our next season of the podcast, we're going to be talking all about songwriting and publishing. So. Uh, we'll have a publisher, uh, maybe even a publishing administrator um, on the podcast to mm-hmm. talk about some of this stuff. But yeah, we won't go into it right now. You don't want me to go into it. <laughs> <laughs> I would provide you no insight. <laughs> uh, you also want to have a written agreement with every songwriter and musician and singer that they sign like between that person and the church. Mm-hmm. Because this is really to protect everybody. Yeah. And uh, this helps you not in, you know, years down the road have issues legally. So um, obviously talk to an attorney about that. Um, And then also make sure you sign an agreement with the producer uh, that outlines what the cost is, what the scope of work is, what the timeline is going to be. And also I would really encourage you to include in that agreement that they're going to provide you with the stems of the songs mm. uh, so that you can you know provide those to like a multi-tracks the yeah. community so um so yeah a disclaimer i'm not an attorney um i don't think amanda's an attorney <laughs> don't think <laughs> just just been disguising myself the whole time. Uh, but one last tip I want to uh, share as far as paperwork goes is to also register your songs that you're going to release with the Library of Congress. Wow, fancy. Yeah, <laughs> basically that's the copyright office. Uh, so technically when you write a song, let's say like Amanda, you write a song right now. Uh, you write two lines of a song. Mm-hmm. You own the copyright as soon as you write it, whether it's digital or on paper. Okay. So, like, by law, you are the copyright owner of those lyrics, and if you write music to it, that composition. But the uh, copywriting and the Library of Congress comes in uh, because it might be hard for you to prove that, yes. <laughs> you know, that you that wrote that. That's my next question. I'm like, how do you know it's my handwriting? Yeah. 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 So that's where the Library of Congress comes in. So I, I don't know that you need to do that for every song you write, mm-hmm. but at least for every song that you release. Yeah, for sure. Cool. Um, so the last question we have on here is, if an artist wants to release songs from a church record, what is the process for the artist slash church? So, yeah, if you uh, are releasing music as a church and then maybe somebody in the church, maybe the worship leader wants to release some of the songs on their own Mm -hmm. as an artist, um, that's, you know, I think that's awesome. You know, if 
you uh, are releasing like multiple versions you know there's a church version and then there's a solo artist version of the song uh, and it's pretty easy to move forward with that and that's actually what a lot of um, pub a lot of the work that uh, publishing administrators do and publishers do is basically it's called licensing so uh, you're uh, essentially you're licensing the the publishing of that song uh from the publisher <laughs> so, so. <laughs> if anyone else didn't drag <laughs> me <laughs> so cool. basically you need a written licensing agreement from the publisher or the administrator so you request that and let's say the church is the publisher and the administrator then the church will be providing a written agreement that you both sign and that legally gives you you know permission to record the song your own version of it and it could also be a gratis license like you don't have to like charge the standard rate for licensing the song uh, so like it could be gratis meaning it's free like they're mm -hmm. not charging you anything uh, so yeah, I would say make sure you have something in writing to make sure down the road there's no issues, you know, about like oh did you you don't, we didn't give you permission to record it or whatever, yeah. you know. So uh, it just gives you uh, the written proof. So uh, and that needs to happen for every songwriter of that song that you're trying to cover. So uh, if there was another songwriter on that song and they're from another publisher, you need to reach out to that publisher as well. So that's where it gets more complicated when yeah. there's like five different songwriters with five different publishers. Yes. Uh, so yeah, you want to get um, get started with that like as soon as possible if you if you know you're gonna record and release a song that other people wrote on. So. Yeah, uh, I feel like after this whole conversation, the one thing I take away is have everything in writing. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Make sure it is written down somewhere yeah. and signed. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, if you're doing like a gratis thing, then you don't have to do like a necessarily a legal agreement. Mm -hmm. Obviously, again, I'm not an attorney, so <laughs> ask your attorney about that. But uh, I've had instances where I would uh, just get an email from a publisher and they'll say, yeah, you have gratis license for this up to 5,000 stream or downloads or whatever it is. Oh. Uh, because I, I used to like give away um, digital albums on a site called Noise Trade. So I would, uh, it was like a compilation worship album and I had a lot of different publishers that I worked with and mm. they all gave gratis license for it. So nice. Um, but yeah, I, I would say um, if you do, you know, talk to an attorney about any of this stuff, don't talk to like a real estate attorney, don't talk to <laughs> like a divorce attorney, <laughs> talk to a music attorney yes. or entertainment attorney. Yeah, just like you want to pick your producers, right? I feel like everyone involved in like releasing music, it has to be the right fit. Mm -hmm. So it's like you can't just pull people from like wherever you want, <laughs> yeah. like you got to make sure it's the right people in place. Yeah, so. I mean, it's... It, be like me going to a dentist saying, "Hey, um, my heart hurts." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Can you help me? With that? Just because they're a doctor, it doesn't yes. mean they're the right kind of doctor to go. Right? To. They will say, "I'm so sorry, I cannot help you." Yeah. So. <laughs> 
Um, okay, great. This was awesome. Such a great conversation. Um, thank you guys for sending in your questions and feel free to, um, yeah, keep commenting or I don't know, how did someone submit through Spotify? I don't know. Anyway. <laughs> All of the above. <laughs> All of the yeah. above. However you want to get in touch with us. <laughs> Send us mail. <laughs> <laughs> a letter. That's funny. Um, okay. Next week, we will um, get to hear Wisdom's conversation with Morgan Hill, as he mentioned, from Bethel Music. Um, and we will be, yeah, extending this conversation, talking about marketing and content ideas. thank you for listening to the christian music industry podcast powered by christian music marketing to find out how we can partner with you to increase your impact and influence with integrity